How many of you know the name Linda Goff or Sarah Marsland? I bet you will have heard of their murderers though, Fred West and Harold Shipman. Hi everybody, this is Steve, the host of True Crime Fix, the podcast which gives the story whilst giving the victim the loudest voice of them all. So far we've covered cases such as Colette Aram, Kitty Genovese, Jackie Paul, JC Sawyer and Molly McLaren. I'll be releasing new episodes every other Friday via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify and all other available stations. So please come over and subscribe and give my podcast a listen. I really hope that you find these episodes informative. If you would like further information, please follow me on Twitter at True Crime Fix Pod or find me on Facebook, True Crime Fix Podcast. And remember, stay safe, look after each other and live life to the fullest because you never know who or what might be coming around the next corner. Take care, everyone. listening to In a City Like Yours, a semi-monthly podcast featuring interesting people with interesting life stories. This podcast may contain language and or subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm your host, Michael G. Moore. Please visit our website at inacitylikeyours.com. That's I-N-A-C-I-T-Y-L-I-K-E-Y-O-U-R-S dot C-O-M for links to our social media, all popular podcast platforms, and links of interest pertaining to all episodes. On this episode, I chat with Jax. Jax is a transgender male who came out to his mother at the age of eight. He would receive the loving support of his mother early on and later from the friends he would meet through attending transgender support groups. Not only is he transgender, but he has been diagnosed with Asperger's and with occasional bouts from seizure disorder. He also experienced bullying in his high school years. Join us as we discuss his transition and personal growth from the age of eight to his current age of 28. Here is Jack's story. Okay, uh, my name is Jack's Cage Schmidt. I prefer to go by Jack's Cage though. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about growing up in the South as a transgender individual. And earliest memory is coming out at eight years old to my mom, who took it fairly well being a Southern Baptist woman. She actually supported me throughout the whole entire transition, so that was pretty unbelievable. What was it like coming out to her? What was the situation that's... I mean, at eight years old, what did you understand about sexuality? Uh, that, I didn't really understand uh, anything about sexuality, I would say. Cause, uh, it's two separate things, but I knew, I knew my gender, and I knew that the body I was in was not the gender I was supposed to be. 
basically, uh, you kind of, I say would would say uh, that you kind of figure out your gender pretty early on, and or at least with uh, transgender individuals, you do. And so you you knew something was not right. With the, yes. Okay. With the way you looked and and how you felt was different than what your body was showing. Yes. And uh, I did mature early on. I mean, I didn't actually uh, have my first menstruation until I was 10, but... Well, that's pretty young. Yeah. And actually, I thought I was dying because it happened during the middle of the night and my mom hadn't talked to me yet about it. So I actually thought I was dying. Well, you had mentioned before when we talked um, that you had seizures as a child. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. How old were you when you were uh, diagnosed with seizure disorder? Um, I was, it was from the ages of two to five. Uh, uh, so you don't, do you remember that at all? Were you too, no, I didn't. You were not. too young? Yes. And you'd said too that you you you've been diagnosed with Asperger's. Uh, yes, at three years old. At that time, I was also put in special ed classes. So Asperger's just a form of autism. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Well, I'm I'm interested in in what that is like for you. Um, this is something that you're aware of in your day-to-day life? Uh, definitely. Like how? Uh, well, just say I'm not aware of some of the social skills or, like, social cues that other people are aware of. And then, uh... With the Asperger's and the microcephaly, both of them, there's like some limits on what I can and can't do. And uh, for one thing, I've been lately frustrated with the fact that I can't really support myself on my own. So I'm like, actually looking into like community uh home living homes or whatever or just and like stuff that helps people who are uh mentally disabled or intellectually how old are you now uh 28 28 and you and you live at home uh currently yes yeah okay um you had also mentioned that during your school years you were bullied. How were your uh, was your school life in grade school? Uh, it wasn't that bad in grade school. I mean, uh, I was bullied, but it wasn't so bad as it was in high school. In high school, it was like every day, and it was just so bad that. Uh, 
it was pretty frustrating in high school. So I had to go to Shreve for a year because they didn't have a... That's Captain Shreve High School in Shreveport? Yeah, Captain, yeah, Captain Shreve High School in Shreveport. And uh, because they didn't have the math class I needed at Caddo Magnet High here in Shreveport as well. So I had to go to Captain Shreve for that year. And I was just tortured like what? bullied mercilessly. What grade so, was that? Uh, I was homeschooled for middle school, and like, there's like a mix up like when when I actually ended up going back into public school. So I mean, it was kind of like I think I did my freshman year twice. And that's when you went to Shreve at in your freshman year. Uh, yes. Being bullied is a horrible thing to have to go through. I've been through it myself, yeah. and I know several people who have as well. For you, what was the bullying like? Uh, it was just like things that they said, like you know. I don't know if I actually should say what they said, but uh. It's okay if it's too difficult to talk about. I understand. Yeah, it kind of is. Okay, so let's just move on. So you were bullied in your freshman year, and then after that, everything was fine. You went back to, uh, was it Caddo Magnet? Yeah, uh, I went to Caddo Magnet. I didn't go back, but yeah. I was homeschooled for uh, middle school. Went to Shreve for that year and then went to Magnet. It was better at Magnet, but there was w this one guy from my uh, church that kind of bullied me, but it wasn't as bad. So. Okay, you had mentioned that you were very, uh, I don't know, religious. Would you call yourself very religious or very spiritual? Uh -huh. Spiritual, yeah. And you had problems with your uh, family church when you were younger. Uh, yeah. I thought the thought the youth group was kind of clicky when I was first going there, so I stopped. And then I got enough courage to go back in my twenties, my early twenties, and then. But the only choices was a singles class or a men's class. And that, I mean, not a singles class, a couples class and a men's class. And at the time I was single, so I decided to go to the men's class. Uh, it was kind of awkward for me because it was with all the dads of the like kids that, that were in the youth group with me. But... Uh, I enjoyed it, and it didn't seem like the dads had any, uh, or the other men had a problem with me being there. But then the pastor came up to me later on and told me that they weren't going to accept my gender change and that I needed to find another church. Did you Were you able to find another church that would accept you? Uh, yes, I've actually found two other churches and a synagogue. 
Okay, are are you Jewish? No, I'm not Jewish, but uh, I went to school with the rabbi's sons, and then the rabbi knew me when I was like 10. Uh, so I'm pretty comfortable with her. It's Rabbi Jana. You've been in Deddy. And uh, the temple is right right by my house, so I can actually walk to it. Well, the churches are kind of further away, so I can't really get to them all the time. I usually have to get a ride uh, to All Souls out on Elderby. And then uh, I also go to Unity Church, which is on Stoner Avenue. Um, were you, you had mentioned also at, um, that you were hospitalized with depression. Uh, yeah, severe depression and severe anxiety. When was that? Was that recently or was that back when uh, you were younger? No, that was recent. Uh, that was like a couple weeks ago. So uh, I was just dealing with the whole whole thing about uh, not being able to take care of myself and the fact that like as a 28 year old almost going to be 30 and not really being able to take care of yourself on your own without having like your family or something or someone helping you. That's kind of hard. And then the fact that both of my best friends live in another state and I just feel isolated. I just couldn't take it anymore. And so I checked myself into a mental hospital. What was that experience like for you? It was a new one. Uh, I mean, I've, I've had uh, times when I was depressed and needed to go to uh, a hospital or something, but it was the first time where I actually stayed more than one night. I actually stayed in there for six nights. I went in on a Wednesday. I was released on a Monday. And it was good. Uh I mean, everyone was nice and everything, and but on uh, Saturday, I either uh, this this is totally confusing to me because uh, people at the uh, hospital said I had a seizure, and then the people at the ER said uh, that I just fainted. But either way, on Saturday, I either had a seizure or fainted and ended up in the ER and the ER one of the ER doctors was uh misgendering me to uh his uh co-workers I guess he didn't think I could hear him but I I was able to hear him and yeah uh, now, you hadn't had any seizures between your childhood and then, 
Is that correct? Uh, as far as I know, no. But some some of my friends have told me that they thought I had seizures. Uh, when I was like twenty five, and then like maybe twenty seven. But yeah, I realize you I, don't you don't realize when you're having a seizure that you're having one. No, uh, when I I actually, I mean, if that's true, then I haven't had seizures. But that's not true about seizures. Then, uh, then I just fainted because I always know when it's about to happen. But uh, we're planning on going to see a neurologist after this recent one. But you haven't been to a neurologist since you were a child, right? That's correct. Okay. I don't know how comfortable you are talking about it, but would you like to go into a little bit more about your um, what you've gone through? with being transgender and if you've had any surgeries and how important maybe the surgeries are to your mental state? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, other than being misgendered, uh, at the hospital after having, after like fainting at the, uh, mental hospital, uh, I haven't really had any bad experiences with anybody in the medical field or anything, so I consider myself lucky uh, that way. And then as far as surgeries, uh, I had a medically necessary hysterectomy uh, at the age of 25 because I had endometriosis. Endometriosis, yes, and cysts on my ovaries. So, uh, yeah, I had that when I was 25, and my mom's insurance paid for it. Then, at, also at the age of 25, I had a mastectomy in Miami, Florida. My own insurance, Medicare, paid for that. Uh, with and I had it with uh, Dr. Christopher Salgado, which uh, I thought at the time was a good, a good doctor, but after finding out that apparently he's somehow transphobic and misogynistic and all this stuff, I would not recommend him. And now I'm looking forward to bottom surgery. Uh, I've got a couple consultations scheduled for this uh, summer, but I would definitely say uh, if if uh, a transgender person is uh, looking forward to surgery, it will definitely help their mental state. Because I know some, there are some transgender people that don't want surgery. All they want is like the hormones or 
Or even sometimes they want one surgery but not the other. But for me, uh, it's it's all all or nothing. Do you but, know what to expect with the bottom surgery? Uh, yes, yes, I do. What is that? Well, like they take the skin from your arm, your forearm, to uh, actually make the penis. And there's some pretty bad scarring on your arm afterwards. Uh, but that'll go away in time. And uh, anyway, I plan on getting some tattoos on my arm afterwards. And then you are... They do it in a couple of stages... Like, do the phalloplasty uh, in a couple stages. And when you want, you probably wind up with a pump. Uh, yeah, at the end. Well, they do implants. Uh, they do implants. And then, yeah, there will be a pump in, like, one of the actual balls that you can, like, squeeze and you know, become erect. So, yeah. Now, you said also that you had had a gastric bypass surgery. Uh, yes, that was, uh, that was around uh, 25 as well. So I had, like, a bunch of surgeries around the, around 25 years old. Uh, and I lost 140 pounds, but mainly I lost 140 because they didn't take my, uh, gallbladder out at the same time and which they're supposed to, uh, with a surgery like that. And so I got sludge in my gallbladder. Is that something you're going to have to have surgery for later? Uh, no, I already had the uh, emergency gallbladder surgery. So uh, they, at first, the doctor didn't believe me that something was wrong, and they thought I was just overeating and to the point where I was making myself throw up. But turned out, turns out that I had sludge in my gallbladder, and we ended up having to having emergency gallbladder surgery. What kind of support is there for transgender youth and, I guess, adults? Do you Are you a member of any organizations? Uh, yes, Louisiana Trans Advocates. Uh, we meet every first Sunday of the month at All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church on Ellerby Road uh, at 1.30. And uh, there's also PACE. Pacey or Pace. Uh, but uh, I know like high schoolers to, well, both, well, for losing trans advocates, anyone's allowed to come. Even if you're just an ally, you can come. But uh, 
Pacer Pacey. That's for uh, high school aged to college. College aged kids. And uh, so I don't. I don't have never been because I'm not really, I guess you could say, a college aged kid anymore. So, so you get along with your mom really well, and she's very accepting of your uh, your transgender. Um, are the rest of your family okay with it? Uh, yes. Uh, one of my brothers, not so much. But he got over it when I was still in college. Uh, it's kind of funny. I was actually in the library at school that day on Facebook while I was working on an assignment. And uh, I checked my notifications, and uh, it was that brother of mine that doesn't – that wasn't really accepting asking to uh, list me as his brother on Facebook. So the rest of the day, I couldn't stop smiling. I have two brothers and a sister, but uh, yeah. So how about the rest of the community? Um, You said your friends are out of, out of the city or out of state. Yeah. uh, They, they were. I met them at uh, Louisiana Trans Advocates at All Souls, and um, we just became best friends pretty early on. And then, um, like, one moved to Massachusetts. Uh, Eli, Elias Capello, he moved to. Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, TJ Graves moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and then now Eli is moving to Atlanta, Georgia as well, so they're yeah. both going to be in Georgia, and I'm still here. I'm hoping eventually I can move back to Georgia, because I did move to Georgia for six months that's as long as I could make it last. But I like fell in love with Georgia when I was there the first time. And then now my, both of my best friends are there. So I really want to eventually move back there. So I'm hoping that uh, we can, I guess network with some people here about uh, the disability services and then find some people in Atlanta, Georgia that do the same, you know, and so I can move there eventually. Well, if, so, yep. if, if you were going to give advice to a youth or even an adult who is going through what you went through, what would that advice be? I'd say just keep on trying to be patient. Uh, Keep on chugging along. You'll get there. Because I definitely thought I would never get to the point where I would have top surgery, but I did. 
and it feels so amazing to be able to uh, look down and like see like a flat chest. So just keep on being patient and saving money if you have to or fighting with the insurance company, whatever you have to do to get your surgery. Because it'll happen.